Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here for our Veterans Day podcast. I want to welcome my buddy, most of you know, Mr. Jeff Perry. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Anyways, so gloomy day out, kind of rainy, kind of shitty, kind of cold. I've also got this, I bit my tongue the other day, and I've bit my tongue several times since that day. And so if you hear me talk with the lisp, it's not because I have suddenly changed your thoughts about my gender right hey guys no so it's just because i've bit my tongue several times and i still haven't recovered and i don't think i will i think when i sleep at night i kind of suck on my tongue or something like that because i wake up in the morning and there's teeth marks next to it oh yeah but you know whatever that's not what we're here to talk about today so i want to talk about for one a day that was kind of hard for me to pronounce it's how do you pronounce it, Jeff? Armistice. Armistice Day, yes. So most of you do not or may not or may be you do know that Veterans Day's original name was Armistice Day. And this came into effect after World War II, which World War II we, we all know – or I'm sorry, World War I we all know stopped at the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. Now, that came into effect – and we had our first celebration for what we now know as Veterans Day in the one-year, basically, anniversary of the war coming to an end in 1919. Now, Veterans Day, or what used to be known as what, Jeff? Armistice, Armistice Day. Day. Became a federal holiday in 1938. So just giving you a little bit of background of it, obviously, because this is a day that's mostly confused with another big national holiday, which mm-hmm. is Memorial Day. Memorial Day, that it is. So Veterans Day is a day that we honor all those who have served in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day is when we honor those who have passed in the armed forces. So most of you know, the troops came back in 1919. The American Legion was formed. That was mainly formed to help the transition of the troops that were coming back from the war. Now we move forward a couple of years, a lot of years actually, um, where it was switched over to what is known as Veterans Day. That happened June 1st of 1954. That's when what day? Armistice Day <laughs> became you said Veterans it right. Day. I, know Armistice. I, said, I, I said it right only because I listened to the pronunciation of it several times on YouTube. There's actually a little thing on there where it's like a little English person. She's like, Armistice Day. So like in five or six times in a row. And it's amazing that you can actually jump on and learn things so quickly these days. Well, and that's, you know, everything's right here in the palm of your hand. So, you know, that's that's a big, 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 big part of it. And most of you guys can hear that noise in the background. That is actually just me pulling up. this. this You hear that? Armistice. It almost sounds like the beginning of a porn. Yeah, it's a little creepy. She's like, hey. Or like a warning, like on Austin Powers. Yeah. Warning, warning. Warning. Yeah, exactly. So New York, we all know New York used to get down. Did you know that in New York they celebrated for 24 hours after Armistice Day? 24 hours, like straight through, 24 hours just – I don't know what they did back then. I don't – maybe they were drinking. I don't remember. Is that during the Prohibition? I can't remember what years the Prohibition were. I don't know, but I do know this much, that back then Coke put Coke inside their drink, so it doesn't surprise me that New Yorkers were up for 24 hours fucking throwing down. They actually th- they actually had that stuff in vending machines at work because it made their workers more productive. Could you imagine going up? <laughs> you walk up to a vending machine. You're like, hmm, what do I want today? 
uh, let me get an eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It's, it's very crazy. But that was one of the few times also that the New York Stock Exchange closed. So here we are several, 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 several years later. A long, long time. A long, in a galaxy, a long, long time ago. And that's how it goes? Mm-hmm. What is that? What movie is that? You're asking me a question about a movie about long, long time. Is it, it must have been Star Wars. I guess. Anyways, literally, this is 100 years ago. So, I mean, I think it's great that, that we have a day where we honor our veterans, you know, that we take time to acknowledge. And, and here's the thing. No matter what you did in the armed forces, it doesn't matter if you, you know, your job was peeling potatoes, vacuuming the parking lot, you know, or a machine gunner, or maybe you flew a jet, anything. It doesn't matter what you did. Everyone that's a veteran plays a large part in America being the land of the free. All working components that are needed. Protected by the home of the brave. You know, I could never imagine a foreign invasion on U.S. soil. Could you imagine? Like, I think there was a Japanese general back in the day that said you could never invade America because there'd be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you don't have a rifle because I got more than one. (laughs) (laughs) And I will let you use it if shit hits the fan. But, you know, I'm thankful for our veterans. Jeff, let me ask you this. I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot because people know why I'm thankful for my veterans. And I, I will go back into telling people why. But I want to open that that floor for you. You know, a couple things, just a, a brief rundown of why you're thankful for our veterans. Number one, a commitment to go and do a job that most they of us don't have the balls to. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and sign up for it, and actually sign on and go through with it. Um, you know, we could sign up for a job today and decide, eh, you know, I, it's not really for me. I kind of want to quit tomorrow. Right. But you've got these folks that get into the armed forces, no matter what branch of military it is, and they put their boots on and they do their job, whether mm-hmm. it's for four years or longer or whatever the case is, and they give back to a country that, in my opinion, we should all serve. Right. So, and that's a big thing, you know, it's kind of like being a police officer or a firefighter or something. They don't sign up and do it because of the money. They sign up and do it because there's something different that clicks in their brain where there's a, hey, you know what? I'm going to do something for my country. I'm going to serve. I'm going to go the extra mile and I'm going to make sure that our rights and liberties and everything else are protected, you know, and, and that's a big deal to sign up and you're signing a contract that says you will defend this country, but there's no price that's set. You know, you get told, hey, you're going to make X, Y, Z dollars. That's what you're going to make. Yeah, yeah. You get your money. You get your benefits. You get the things that they, they provide to you, which your, you should get more Your kibbles and bits. Yeah, yeah, you get your little bit of money. But <clears throat> the thing is, is people sign up and they don't know if they're signing up to go overseas in a time of war, which we've been in, at war shit longer than, than half the people that are probably listening to this have been alive. Yeah, you, you know, and it's just uh, we have the ability here in the United States. I've, obviously, I haven't served, but I appreciate everything that uh, our veterans do and every everything that our military folks do for us and women. Um, you know, 
serving over here, serving there. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. It's not just the, the veterans that go overseas, but the, you know, the wives that stay home over here with and the husbands. kids. And, yeah, and husbands. And husbands. Yeah, there's, there's a it lot goes of both cases. Ways. Yeah, there's but, wives, there's husbands, there's grandmas, there's grandpas, there's yeah. neighbors, you know. And, and there's, but there's, those people serve in a different manner. They may right. not actually enlisted, but they're still serving too. Well, there's that working them. component. You know, imagine you get put in a situation. This is something we talk about a lot in military mortgage boot camp. Um, you know, Husband and wife, mm-hmm. both of them are enlisted or both of them are in the military. Mm-hmm. Unit calls up, says, we need you here 24 hours. Pack your shit. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You have to make a decision. Where are your kids going? You know, It could be with the neighbors. It could be with a grandparent. It could be with a million different other – you don't know where your kids are going. Ah, I just bit my fucking tongue again. Oh, you should see this, folks. It's funny because he looks like he has Tourette's. He actually moves his head and then – Because it hurts. It's, it's, it's funnier than shit. But they don't know for sure where their kids are going. So sometimes it is the grandparents that are called up. And, you know, that's difficult to have somebody come in and they've got to figure shit out. You know, they got to make sure that the kids get to school the next day and that, you know, little Johnny gets his medicine and little Sally gets her medicine and and everybody's taken care of. And so it definitely disrupts the, the normal flow of life at that point. It does. And then you have, you know, the worry of the mom and dad. That are now going overseas, they need to know in the back of their head that little Johnny and little Sally are going to be okay. You yeah, know? that's that's I couldn't imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent, but you are. So yeah, you, you would. You I would, couldn't imagine. Right. You know, if if it, I'm a fucking loan officer, you know, <laughs> the odds of someone calling me up and be like, "Bro, we need you in Texas tomorrow," and um, you've got to refinance this guy. Like that shit's never going to happen in my book. But I can only imagine having to be separated from my family. In very short notice and not know what's going on. I mean, think about when the the Twin Towers were attacked. How many people were called to duty in a matter of hours Mm -hmm. or days that had to figure things out? You know, life was normal. You were sitting there eating fucking Wheaties with your son, you know, 12 hours ago. Now you're in a fucking airplane headed out to a foreign land Mm -hmm. with a gun in your hand that you're now going to have to use, something that you've only trained for. You know, the other thing about it is in a lot of cases, it's kids. You know, you got people that are 18, 19 years old that are strapped up, and it's time to go to war. Yeah. And war is a very violent, violent place to be. You know, a lot of the veterans that I've talked to, you'll see things over there that you'll never, ever dream of seeing here. You know, and then we we bring them back, and it's time to piece their lives back together. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these kids have left, and what they knew is completely different. You know, people have moved on. They moved to different countries or different states. I'm sorry, not countries. And people have had kids, people have gotten married, you know, people have passed away, people have – whatever. Things change. Things happen. And so having a day where we acknowledge the veteran should – we should have more than a day. We should have like fucking one day a month where we're like, hey, veterans, come in. You know, we're going we're, we're gonna to show you that we're grateful, that we're thankful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad that the federal government has acknowledged this and they said, you know what? We're closing everything down. Shit's not going to open. Shit's not going to work on Veterans Day. You know – Myself and you, we work. Why do we work? Well, because we serve veterans. We're able to help veterans get into homes and things like that. And when you're in Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever people are getting deployed to, there's they don't say, hey, don't worry. You don't have to fight the war today. Take the day off. You're good. We'll see you here tomorrow. Shit doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to take the day off when it comes to one of my veterans needing to be reassured about them getting in a home or even like I was talking to an agent today – one of my competitors, if they need help 
helping a veteran get into a home, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be available to help those people. You know, it's the least we can do to give back. And this kind of falls into my passion. You know, I, I fly the American flag very high and very proud at my office and at my house. I also have the POW flag mm-hmm. that flies in front. I have a light on both. This way it remains lit. And I remember every day when I walk in my front door that I have the freedom to drive from my office to my house at a place that I'm free to choose to work at. My kids are safe. There's not a tank rolling down fucking, you know, Buckner Lane. Mm -hmm. There's not a tank rolling down directing traffic and foreign enemies with AK-47s yelling at us into, you know, doing whatever it is they tell us. We speak a free language. We do free things. And it's because of our men and women who have served and who continue to serve to protect and preserve those rights. So for those people, I'm forever thankful. Absolutely. You know, I can do things like this podcast. It's not censored. Can you imagine if I tried to do this podcast in fucking North Korea? Kim Jong-un would have to be killed by now. (laughs) You know, he'd be like, you're no podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that was a fair you know, depiction of, of what he would sound like, but it's okay. You know, uh, the, the fact of the matter is this wouldn't be something that I could do and it's protected and preserved. I mean, I have family members, you know, both of my brothers, Marines, plenty of friends that are army, Navy, Marines, even coast guard, you know, that, that go in and they serve and they do what they have to do in order to protect this country. And it doesn't matter if, they serve and they're not in active duty and, and – I'm sorry, not active duty, but not in a war zone. It takes many pieces of the puzzle to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get thrown a puzzle when you're a kid and say, hey, this is a 300-piece puzzle, but 100 of those pieces are just pencil pushers, so you don't need to, you don't need to put them in. You'll figure the picture out. That's not how the world works. You know, so everything that's done is done within groups of people that are working for the same end goal, and that's protecting America. Mm-hmm. And I just bit my tongue again. <laughs> but it wasn't as bad that time, right? I just bit it with like the corner of my mouth. It was bad. Dang. So, you know, that's what I'm grateful for. And if you're a veteran, active duty, if you're in the military and you're listening to this, I am very thankful for everything you did. I know Jeff is very thankful for everything that you've done. I know some people have paid the ultimate sacrifice overseas, but we have just as many people, actually more people that are paying the ultimate sacrifice here stateside. And I guess with this – no, not I guess. With this podcast, I want to ask you, the listeners, to pay attention to that. Be there. You know, We may not have served next to these people overseas, but if you have a friend that's that's been deployed or is in the military and maybe they're suffering from PTSD – I can't even say that word right because my tongue starts to hurt. But it's our responsibility to take care of those people when they come back. And it could be something as small as shooting them, you know, a, a message, uh, picking up the phone, calling them, hey, how you doing? You all right? You want to go out for lunch? You know, you don't want to treat these people like they're broken because they're not. And you don't want to necessarily treat them like there's, no, you know, um, everything's normal because they just came back. Right. And that's one thing I noticed. So when a buddy of mine came back from uh, – he was part of the first wave of people that went into Iraq, he was clearly different. You know, you could not physically. It wasn't like he sure. came back and he's like, sure. I got a mustache now. Check me out. But you could look at him and see, you know, he was staring off in the distance. Things were different for him. Mm-hmm. It was my responsibility to make sure I was there for that person because life changed while he was gone. 15 months of being deployed changes, mm-hmm. you know. 
People have kids. People move. People do those things. So it's our responsibility to make sure that when our brothers and sisters come back home that we take care of them. You know, they need a fucking a place to stay. Give them a place to stay. They need someone to talk to. Your phone rings at 1 o'clock in the morning. Pick the fucking phone up. Yep. You know, I know it's late. I know you may be tired. But what if you never get that phone call again? What if that one phone number never reaches you again because something happened? Right. You know, I know there's a lot of pride out there, a lot of people that, you know, I don't want to pick up the phone and ask for help. So it's our, our – we need to identify that and we need to – We need to be proactive about it. Right, yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, like you're saying, these people are coming back. It, life's not normal for them here anymore. It's completely changed in, in some aspects and, you know, to adjust back into that. It's not like they were just gone for a week and here they are, they're back. It, they, I mean, on vacation either. I went we're on ta- vacation one time. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, <laughs> it so, was called jail. <laughs> we call know. that vacation. Right. Um, no. I, but in that 45 days that I spent in jail, you know, just those of you, the listeners, you're like, oh my God, he's a felon. No, I, I partied too hard. I drank, I drove. It was a stupid mistake. But even in that 45-day window, life changed. And, and the reason why I'm using that as a comparison is because you're completely separated from what's going on in society. Yeah, and you were here on this yeah. soil. Can you imagine being somewhere else separated from no, society? No, because I was, place. Yeah. I was in a you know Williamson County jail where right. they actually like feed you and do stuff like that. They give I, massages. And, and massages ass. <laughs> you massage yourself in the shower, <laughs> you know? Little Yankee, Yankee, the cranky, cranky. But um, no, I mean, it's it's different. And so, like I said, it's our responsibility to look after them. But the other thing is, too, veterans shouldn't be going hungry. We shouldn't be worried about the aid of all these other countries when we have veterans here that are starving. That amazes me. It doesn't amaze me because there's some fucking idiots out there. Yeah. So, but that brings up another thing. So we are going to have, this is going to be the fourth year we've done this. Yeah. Rappers with warriors, yeah, and all you know, most of you that have listened before, this is just a chance to give back. What we do is we go to Walmart, we buy a bunch of different gifts, we have a little get together, we wrap them, we take them down to the VFW. Mm-hmm. There's a list of what items they are. We donate it to them. This way, uh, warriors can come in and they can get gifts. Maybe they're not in a position to buy their their daughter the baby doll that she wants, or their son the monster truck that he wants. I'm fortunate enough to live in this country to be successful and do the things I do because of people that have served to protect those rights. So the least I can do is give back. And it's not a charity. I'm not giving back because I'm like, oh, poor people. No, I'm giving not back at all. because no. it, well, it fills my heart. Yeah. It makes me feel that I'm doing something to help people. And you know what? We've all been down. Uh, a road where maybe things were tight, like when I broke my legs and things like that, and money was tight. I mean, dude, money was an endangered species when I broke my legs. I was like, "Fuck, you've seen that unicorn?" Well, they you know, and, and and this is why I say I'm amazed by the fact that there's not more support for veterans, but there's other government programs, yeah, <laughs> it, that will give things that they shouldn't be giving, in my opinion. But um, like I open my Verizon bill and I see this surplus fee on there or whatever it is. I'm like, what in the hell is this? You got I, too much fucking data. <laughs> I call up. No, you know, you call up and you go, what the hell is this tax for? What is this? And there's like, oh, that's that's subsidizing so that other people that can't afford cell phones can have cell phones. Let me hmm. tell you, what do we do for our veterans? There's we, we let them suffer. But then there's, you know, a few folks out there like yourself and, you know, a lot of other organizations and whatnot that do things for yeah. veterans. But 
you would think that they we would take care, you know, really take care of our veterans. Do a better job of right, it for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Speaking of veterans and opportunity and and places I give a shit. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, House on the Rock Home Inspection, Mr. Dave Garnatra over there, 615-717-7900. This is a person that I know for a fact supports veterans. This is a person that has when it comes to home inspections, there's not a better person to do it. I mean, he may as well just build the damn thing because he knows a house inside and out. So if you're looking to protect your home and if you're a veteran, always get a home inspection. Absolutely. But if you need to, reach out to Dave. Let him know that you heard of him from us here at the AJ Nashville Podcast. Reach him again, 615-717-7900. But back to what you were saying. So, yeah, it's our responsibility to give back. We need to do things like coat drives and stuff like that, operations stand down here in Tennessee, um, anything you can do. If you're looking for a charitable uh, organization this year. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't even really know what to do or how to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had people come to us and say, hey, we want to give to veterans or want to do this, but what do we do? Right. Just reach out to one. Right. Veterans are very connected. Shake their hand. Thank them when you see them. Yeah. Open the door for them. Do things for them. Well, you should open the door for people anyway. Yeah, but, you know, people don't. It's kind of a dickhead thing not to do. Yeah, you know, I've noticed that. Like automatic doors. Right. You know, I'm like, I got you. Don't worry, bro. Actually, there was one time when I was younger, uh, I was walking into a furniture store, and I held the door open for a lady, and she's like, you're proof Shivery's not dead. I'm like, I'm proof my mom would have beat the fuck out of me if I wouldn't have held that door open for you when you walked through. Right. You know, that's the way things used to be, but that's just common courtesy. You know, there's there's nothing to just I just bit my tongue again. There's nothing to this place. <laughs> I know those of you that are listening, they're like, ha ha ha, he bit his tongue. But oh, it's even funnier in person. You gotta see him. The yeah, face he's like kind of shudder and I'm yeah, like, he moves his head to the side and most of the time he lets out a curse word or two. It's like a twitch. So anyways, thank you so much for everybody for tuning in. We are this is episode ninety two. Dang. We're, we're well on our way to a hundred. We're actually gonna have a, a get together. So look out for that, episode 100. We're going to have a get-together. I want to do a little celebration. Uh, We'll figure out dates, times, places, all that other stuff once that comes. If you are a veteran, active duty, anything like that, I want to tell you thank you. If you are a police officer, a first responder, I realize Veterans Day is not necessarily a day that was cut out for you, but most of you are veterans anyways. So I want to tell you thank you for what you do for our community. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for... Just kidding. Not No thank you for speeding tickets. <laughs> thought I was going to get one today. I was in Mexico, and I was going like 95 down the interstate, and I saw saw some blueberries up ahead. So brakes on the BMW work good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any final closing words, Jeff? No, we thank you guys. We love you guys, and we appreciate it. And girls. And girls. Everyone forgets about that. I say guys because I'm from California, and we call everybody guys. Hey, guys, what are you guys doing? Even are, girls. So, are you assuming now, gender when you're like, "Hey, guys"? It, no, see, in, in ten, it's, it's a it's a broad spectrum. When you did say you just that. call me a broad? Yeah. So the other thing is, see, in Tennessee, you say y'all, y'all. So thanks, y'all. Thank you, y'all. And that thanks, means everybody. Y'all. So in California, guys means everybody too. Ah, I got hey guys. You. Hey guys. Yeah. So all right. Well, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you guys have a guys and girls mm-hmm. have a. Awesome Veterans Day. Thank you for your service to this great country. We'll talk to you soon.